I'm Linda Van Falkenberg. And I'm Ron Gore. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Co Parent Academy, Academy Podcast. Podcast. So today, Linda, we have a scenario that we see, I think, a lot. We see it pretty constantly. I probably have, I'm thinking I have two or three cases right now that have yes. something like this in terms of the fact pattern. Yes. And this one from Reddit is starts off, long story short, she says, dad didn't want the baby and asked me to abort. I refused, and now he's smitten with her little guy, so we will be co-parenting. He comes to spend time with him a few days a week for an hour or two. The baby is 13 days old. He keeps asking when he'll be allowed to keep him overnight, and I keep telling him it depends on breastfeeding, etc. When would you allow that? When you're comfortable? And how would you do holidays? Baby will be four-ish months on Thanksgiving and about five months for Christmas. I was thinking of asking him to come visit the baby at my mom's on the holidays, but I'm unsure if that's fair. Any advice? Linda, answer all the world's <laughs> problems. <laughs> Go. <laughs> well, I guess we should at first give her some props that she's trying to make things fair-ish. <laughs> you know? Right. She uses that word fair. Um, the first slide, though, kind of makes it seem like she wants us not to like him so much. Yeah, that part, making yeah. sure that we know that he wanted to abort the baby at first. Right. And yet she uses the word smitten, so she seems to kind of like the fact that he has fallen in love with the with the child. So that's a really good thing. Um, I like that she uses the word co-parenting. Right. <laughs> Especially since that's what we're all about. Um, so that she knows that that is definitely happening no matter what. Um, it seems typical in our world that most of the time, the um, paternity actions are are happening because the father is not getting any kind of visitation with the child. And so this is, you know, she's already giving him time with the child and the child's not even a couple of weeks old yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm processing how to think about that first sentence still. And so... You know, saying that he wanted to abort the baby, you know, maybe factual, um, included definitely for a narrative purpose. And then the word smitten, I don't know, kind of makes me think like an immature feeling. Ah. So he's wishy-washy and not mature. Okay. Well, and we don't know how old they are. Right. But that's kind of how I get from smitten. I mean, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe this is me reading into it. But this baby Or sarcastic. Right. Or sarcastic. (laughs) Right. Lots of ways. The um, this baby being thirteen days old and dad is pushing for overnights. That is, there's a fear there, right? So you're the dad, and I'm not sure she doesn't tell us what the scenario was at the hospital because they usually give limited bracelets to folks who can right. go back. So I don't know if he was permitted to have any actual contact at the hospital, or if he did have contact, whether it was by himself or not, if he got any training. So we don't know all those things. But I know that guys often are concerned that each day that goes by, that they're not acting 
independently as a parent with right. full rights, they're just setting up a track record where mom's going to come in and say, he hasn't had any time alone with the baby. He can't have overnights right. because he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's screaming, right. basically, you wouldn't let me. Yeah. I've been asking for it. I've been asking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the tension that happens here where she's entirely reasonable to not necessarily want her child at at a different house overnight at 13 days with a person concerning whom we know very little about his parenting ability. That's reasonable to have that concern. Right. And sometimes the mothers look at it as it's not really even him that wants the child on his own. Uh, his mother's dying to be with this kid, you know, and so he's got to take the child to mom's house to be with the grandmother on the other side. Yeah. In these situations where he can come have visitation at her house, only very rarely will that go well. Oh, for so many reasons. Right. Because it's one, he's feeling in con- controlled in the circumstance, right. which he is. Very often, maternal grandmother is hovering. Right. Around everything, totally. critiquing everything. Right. And so often the dad doesn't get the opportunity in that scenario to be right. able to just relax and enjoy that parenting time. Oh, it's anything but relaxing. Right. Sometimes the mother even will leave while the or go to a back room or something while grandma facilitates the right. the visitation because she doesn't want to be there with him or she thinks that he's only coming to see the baby so he can see her. I've heard right. that a lot too. Right. And so it's a real tough situation. Um, but the question is, how do we progress? You know, most of the judges that I know would say that so long as she is breastfeeding, visitation is going to take a, a second seat to biology. As far as the father leaving with the child at all? In terms of how you structure that. Okay. So until the Bible, until the the child's taken a bottle, you know, maybe she's expressing and then they have bottles and things like that, which also a lot of moms don't like the idea of giving the breast milk to their ex to feed to their baby. Right. Um, Until they can figure that out, then a lot of judges will say you can only have the visitation at her house or it can only be for a couple of hours right after a feeding window or whatever else, but it gets really difficult with an infant of that age to schedule those things. Well, that the word you just used there is what I was already thinking too, in terms of, you know, with, with any young child, especially a brand new baby, there are some very definite schedules that they need to be on. And usually it's the mother that knows that because she's the one participating in the feeding. And so it's, it's your, you know, it may, it may seem very, frivolous to or controlling uh, to the father, but adhering to the schedule is very important. Right. And so from my perspective, if I were representing the dad, I would probably tell him step one is go take appropriate parenting class so that you can. Excellent idea. Just because one, you can always learn and two, it'll check a box. It's easy to check. Totally. And once, let's say that you can't reach agreements, by the time you get to court, the judge may reasonably say, I want you to take a parenting class. And if you can show you've already done it, then you can get your visitation that much sooner. Right. So it's not something to be proud about. Like, I don't need a parenting class. You just take the parenting class. Right. And it's done. 
And then for him to continue to have visitation at mom's house as much as she'll let him and to continue to ask when, once he's finished that parenting class, I would tell him, I would advise him to um, see if he could get some parenting time with his family, with his mother or his sister or someone who's there who has experience with babies. Um, Not because he's not good enough, but why not have that extra help? I know when I was a new dad, I wanted as much extra help as I could get. And just progress little by little and not expect to get overnights right away. Right. And just because you don't get the overnights doesn't mean that you're not fully a parent. Right. And it's also about important. building the relationship and the younger the child, the more frequent and the more consistent, but yet the smaller segments of time are necessary. Right. I mean, ideally, if he could work in a period of even 30 minutes a day, yes. or maybe he stops by after work, if that's a right. convenient time right. and holds the baby for 30 minutes and right. that's perfect. Right. And it's also important. I've seen moms come into court later and say, well, he should only continue under a temporary order to have, you know, 30 minutes a day at my house because that's what he agreed to. Right. And they can't seem to understand that the only reason that he agreed to that was because that's all you were willing to do. But somehow it becomes, no, no, he was okay with it. Right. So I think indicating... Or that it was for that one little stage of the child's life. Right. So I think for for the dad, I would say put your ego aside. Don't get all riled up. Take the course. Jump through the hoops. That's kind of your penalty for not getting married to the person who had your baby. I've also seen some fathers, uh, and sometimes I think it's because maybe they don't have extended family living real close, um, but they will even employ a, a monitor or a supervisor, not because there's anything scary about them, but a woman that would be, like you said, able to assist and and maybe give some coaching ideas about taking care of the child, but yet not actually do the caretaking of the child, but just kind of on the sidelines coach a little bit. And so that when, you know, he's ready to fly alone with it, he can. And that also assists in terms of someone that can report to the court that you are doing a good job. You can handle it. You do have practical sense about it. And uh, it, that would be very different than his own mother or sister or somebody saying he did a good job of it. No, that's a, that's a terrific point. Yeah. Typically and, the mother, the biological mother of a young child like this is real sure <laughs> that anytime father does have the child at his mother's house or his sister's house, that that woman at the other place is the only one doing anything for the child. Right. And especially if father still lives there or whatever, you know, he hasn't even established his own home and doesn't have, you know, anybody to, to, to prove that he's able to do things independently yet, you know, just for himself, even much less for a child. And so they seem to think that, Okay, you know, he's just taking the child over there and plucking it down on his mom's lap so she can have fun with the grandbaby, you know? Yeah. 
And so that's also a reason why sometimes even if a grandparent is close, it's good for somebody neutral like a supervisor to be able to be there when father does have a visitation at first so that they really aren't taking care of the child and they don't have a personal vested interest in being with the child. It's father. Yeah. And on the side of, of mom's strategy, what would be best for her and for the child long-term? I mean, I know she's probably combating what I, I think most women have, tell me if I'm wrong, is a real territorial sense over that baby. Oh, sure. When the baby's born and that they're the person who can do it best. And, right. and I, under, I understand that. There's a big difference between a, a person being born from you right, and having been inside you for right. nine months and being the dad. There's, a, that's, there's just a difference. That's the point. Yeah. Right. They, they've had that bonding for nine months at least. Exactly. Yeah. But what she needs to do is to combat that urge because the more that she can incorporate dad into time with the child now and to build his parenting capacity, if he doesn't have it, the better off both she and her child will be because he is going to eventually get time alone with his child. Right. And you would think that she would want him to be as capable as possible, meaning that he has all sorts of experience and practice with it before she gets in front of a judge. Because if you get in front of a judge and she's never agreed to expand that visitation, the judge very well may say, all right, we're going to start building in overnights next week. Right. And she's going to be thinking, oh my goodness, he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Much better to make sure that he's learning what to do along the way you're helping him do it. You're giving him credit for it. And you're not saying in the way of expanding his time right. when he can do it. If you were representing the father, would you tell him that it would be a good thing to ask the mother when he's there or grandmother and to put them in the role of the expert and ask them, you know, when do we do what and how do we do what and show me how to do whatever? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Absolutely. That's why I'm saying put your ego aside. And okay. Because they're the people who know, and every baby is idiosyncratic to some degree, and so they're going to have their own preferences and everything yeah. else, and that's the best place to find out. And if he didn't ask, I would be concerned if I were the judge. And if he asked and she wouldn't tell him, right. or if she tried to use the fact right. against him that he asked, I would that's be concerned about that. I was wondering if you would coach him to ask, because that could look like, yeah, I know nothing, and you're having to tell me everything. But I, would, I don't know that I would cushion to ask. I think what I would say is don't be afraid to ask a question. Okay. And don't think that you know. And don't think that you're supposed to know. Right. Because she didn't know 15 days ago that this baby's 15 days old. Right. So you're just two weeks behind her in the right. power curve. That's That's okay. Right. But it's better to understand what's going on going forward. And I think it's a good thing, too, because, you know, most moms will be reading books about child rearing while they're, while they're pregnant because they are kind of worried about those things and thinking about them a lot. And then, uh, you know, it is difficult to get guys to take classes or ask, ask or read a book or ask questions. So I think uh, in general, it would be a really good thing for him to even ask uh yeah, hopefully before the baby's even born, you know, are there some books you're reading that 
that I should also read. Yeah, I mean that that would have been a great thing. That would put him right. in the very small majority or minority <laughs> of of men who do that. Right. I mean, mostly I'm aware there's one training video for men. Oh, really? Yeah, it's called Daddy Daycare. It's an, I think it's an Adam Sandler. No, I'm just joking. Oh, That's not, there you go. I would not go with that at all. <laughs> but um, That might be pretty informative, uh, I, actually. I think it's definitely informative. I'm not sure <laughs> in the right direction. <laughs> all right, so let's bottom line it for these guys, for these people. Um, from dad's perspective, he needs to not push so hard to get those overnights right away. He needs to have a little bit of humility and just prepare himself that it may be a, a bit of a, a slow road and he can prepare himself the best way possible by taking a course, by maybe having some uh, professional supervisor come and see how he's doing by offering up things that he doesn't think he should have to do just right. because ultimately it's going to be less expensive and less both in terms of time and money. Right. If he does those things in the beginning, then if he fights about it. And it's all about, as I frequently remind parents, it's all about the relationship with the child. That's that's not a on a certain time frame kind of thing. It's it's building that bond and really using the time wisely when you have it. Right. And then for mom to be a little more free than she wants to be right. with that visitation, with giving dad as long as he's acting apparently in good faith to take it at face value right, and to give him opportunities to show that he wants to do the right thing and that he's willing to learn and be corrected if he's doing it incorrectly, all the little things that can help her gain some confidence that her kid's going to be okay when, when he's with dad. I think too, we didn't speak about the, the holidays and him being at her family holidays. I think that would depend greatly on how, comfortable he is with her family and just a little bit he is doing there, you know, and how much they they are welcoming to him or if they treat him like the bad guy. Yeah, I would be real concerned. And she's going to wind up sending herself up for failure if she's not a little more open right. because at four or five months, I mean, there's so many, so many circumstances in which, you know, she won't let dad have the kid at five months outside of her presence. But when she goes to church, she leaves the kid in the nursery. Right. Or she went back to work and the kid's in daycare right. or all these third parties who are watching the child, but somehow exactly. dad doesn't qualify on the same level as some third party. Right. So you just have to be careful about that. And by four or five months, I don't see any reason why dad couldn't have some time. I'm sure his family would like to see the baby too. Right. And a child that age has no concept of when the holiday is or that it's a holiday. <laughs> right. So just some time period around there where he can enjoy it with his family. And, you know, we talked many times about self-esteem. Right. And what a self-esteem building opportunity for him as a parent to have his whole family seeing him as a parent with right. the child. And she should want that for him to feel like I'm a dad and I'm being praised for being a good dad. So I want to be a good dad. Right. And she's sort of setting up the opposite of that if she's making him come to her house in the lion's den for a holiday. And probably the fact that she says, I'm unsure if that's fair. She's knowing that it's really not. Right. Let's let's hope. Well, happy holidays to this happy <laughs> couple. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you'd like to leave questions, comments, or concerns, please email 
podcast at coparentacademy.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.